Put it there, boy, and we'll show these fascists what a couple of hillbillies can do. Welcome to the Fanfic Fanfic Podcast, uh, where I uh, simply refuse uh, to give the same intro the same way twice, uh, for whatever reason. Um, <clears throat> I am your co-host, uh, Sir Weddington Esquire. Uh, joining me is your host, Fi. Hi, I'm very sleepy. Um, uh, <laughs> Fi, what was this podcast about last week? <laughs> what was this podcast what is this podcast about first and foremost uh we really should have probably should have explained that we're the fanfic fanfic podcast weird sequel where we talk about the uh the goings-ons about fall at equestria because we spent a whole year complaining about uh a reactionary little chud uh, uh making their bad fix fic so we figured we'd swing around and uh this is mostly an excuse to expose weird and all these all you lovely people to like the good one it's so good <laughs> we love we love it here all I'm, all my homies love little pip <laughs> but yeah uh what happened last week though was uh mostly they <laughs> going to say they stole a bank functionally pip couldn't help her sticky finger addiction and had to steal things and uh while her friends made fun of her for it yes and they broke into a bank into a bunch of the security deposit boxes and got like a fucking anti-material rifle in one of them that they gave to uh calamity because he's the best shot and also it is specifically specced for um pegasi it seems it's it's lightweight it's it is supernaturally lightweight in fact and the other big thing that happened uh, last week was um, meeting up with the rest of the Steel Rangers uh, and finding out that, uh, bump, bump, bum, that uh, Steel Hooves is not just a Steel Ranger, he is the Steel Ranger. Uh, either, either was an elder or just is referred to as an elder by young no, members. No. A, a handful, a, a like sect, it is unclear how big a sect. It, whether or not it is in fact the majority of steel rangers want him to have the title of elder so bad <laughs> that, that that's what they refer to him as um he is he has pointedly refused uh the title because uh, apparently elder is is not merely a signifier of seniority but a specific rank yeah. uh, seemingly the highest rank yeah well because they're based off the brotherhood of steel right so yeah the elders are all like the highest possible rank uh, with the the first handful of them being like a, a like dynasty of uh, former American generals, it's a little fact about Fallout for you. Uh, but yeah, Steel Hooves uh, and the rest are being extorted to the new like uh, sort of H like HQ of the Steel Rangers. Um, uh, for reasons I kind of forget exactly why they're being led there, outside of just you know. Because uh, uh, Steel Hooves confesses that his his mission this entire time, he's been in contact with the Steel Rangers proper and has been assigned um, to discern uh, Little Pip's threat level. Uh, 
and and if an attack on stable two is necessary. Which definitely feels a little bit of like a retcon because Steelhooves' actual like introduction doesn't really quite line up with him having some sort of like covert plan of any kind. Uh, but it, it's whatever. It's forgivable as a concept. It's just it's definitely reads as something of a like uh, retcon to uh, give an established reason for why Steelhooves is here uh, instead of just being like wanting to keep an eye on this 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 catter of freaks. Like a weird old racist grandpa. <laughs> uh, and a tie and onion on my belt, as was the style at the time. But yeah, uh, so the uh, so threat level assess and have to... So they're being escorted to the HQ, which, you know, luckily they happen to be in a position where the Steel Rangers are also, like, at odds with the, like, with Red Eyes forces. So it's a kind of enemy of my enemy kind of situation as well. Uh, in that serendipitous way. I think that was mostly what that chapter was, too, was just kind of, like, more Steel Ranger shenanigans, getting a cool gun, and, like, Pip getting made fun of. Unless you can think of anything else I feel like I should record. Um, no, uh, the, the, it, it ends with, um... So we find out one of the main reasons the Steel Rangers are currently extremely hostile to Red Eyes and everything to do with him is that Red Eyes took their primary base, and they are now, um, holed up in their fallback position... Which is the Vault Tech Building, or sorry, the Stable Tech Building, uh, and that was that was the big dum 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 ending uh, last chapter. Is uh, we we enter uh, enter Stable Tech Inc. But not before uh, we we oh this is this is a very morb heavy episode, mm-hmm. and um, it kind of makes me want to like put somber in a headlock, point at this chapter, like like bring this chapter up on a tab. On on a computer, puts over in a headlock and point at it, and then laugh <laughs> directly into his ear. In that really mean way, where you're like laughing way too loud and way too hard. Yes. Yes. Another, um, another instance of somber. Did you you read this? Read this. <laughs> because like morbs, like there's like it, at least three morbs in this damn chapter, but like. They're all important, really important. Like, yeah. like at least one of them. Like, yeah, you can like this could have been a a, a tape mm-hmm. or, or something. Like, yeah, like uh, but but like at least one of them like is an important framing device. Like that the, the morb itself is is significant. Like that the other characters than our protagonist acknowledge the morb and. Like, um, well, I, we'll, we'll get to it. Like, I always, um, I think it's always important to, to remember too, that like part of, I think part of the mistake of using memory orbs in side stories is it's very hard to add new wrinkles into the mystery and the intrigue that the original story started. And the fact that PH is so heavily laden with like essentially memory orbs that exist primarily to recontextualize or uh, retcon elements of the original story is part of why I found them so frustrating going the way through PH. Plus, yeah, well, a lot of them just didn't really amount to anything. The, the like, I, I thankfully am, like, my brain has, like, scoured itself free of all the details of, of PH. Sure. I just, the, the, the scars remain, and one of those major scars is, like, m- morbs rolling out of vents <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, to, to drop on our... Yeah, protagonist's yeah. head. But even the contents of those memory orbs was often situations that kind of existed 
specifically to countermand information that we had from the original story. Really petty reasons. It often felt like half the memory orbs were just memories of uh, golden blood going like, nah, 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 nah. I'm the one that invented atrocities. <laughs> I invented war crimes. Me, specifically. Speaking of which, our first morb is um, that time uh, Apple Snack almost bit it. <laughs> yeah. Um, when, uh, he was saved by the first ever mega spell. One that healed everyone on the battlefield. Yep. At once. Yep. The original, original mega spell was conceived as a kind of like, yeah, a, a, a grand panacea, a mass heal wounds. Which, I mean, is, is a, is a respectable, uh, application of the technology, I feel. Cause that's um, the thing, cause, cause, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a thing I guess it's introducing in this, but it's, it's fun to talk about is that like, mega spells aren't just nukes, they're just literally spell at highest possible yeah. cast yield and i have mixed feelings about the like i guess it's a clever twist uh but but the, the thing is like yeah uh she heals absolutely everybody on the battlefield both sides when yeah. the battle was finally over yeah i get the that it's supposed to be a gut punch and like it, it's well written i i just like i don't know i i uh i'm not quite vibing with the premise that, like, the fight would just start back up again. Uh, because, like, it does point out that the, the dead weren't saved. Those those that were already dead uh, were, were not brought back to life. I, I think it's just mostly meant to reflect the kind of, like, you know, meatball surgery me method into which war is conducted, where people are just kind of like, well, you're going to have to keep going back on that hill as long as you still are able to keep going back up. It's, uh, I, I think it's, it's, uh... I think it, I don't know. I, I think it, it it's one of those things that's always read true to me because it's like soldiers' orders are soldiers' orders, and you're gonna have to keep dying on that hill until you get eventually are so uh, busted up that you can't anymore. And like, essentially, what doctors have to do is stitch you back together enough to keep doing that. So like, the idea of hey, we made that we made that incredibly callous mass uh, uh, band aid. <laughs> an easily playable uh field spell i guess uh to be uh i don't know it's i, I think it's i mean the 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 the, the i don't know the, the point is that because both sides have been healed that means that the enemy can now like launch a renewed offensive mm -hmm. but i don't know I, I i guess i like have have like potentially an overly charitable notion of 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 <laughs> human or horse nature well um, i don't think, I don't like, think it's like a charitability the, thing i think it's just a like you know it's in a, in a in a military context like it's it's not like oh no i'm tired i'm gonna go home like you can't do that well <laughs> i guess the the gripe i have is that winning wars is not about uh racking up casualties it's it is about um achieving objectives and destroying the enemy's morale uh i would fight you on that depending on what war you're talking about because there's definitely wars in which that's true there's definitely other ones where that's not true uh because like infamously the vietnam war was just about body count it had nothing to do with like strategic offensives so i don't know well the the, the goal of vietnam was to destroy communism was to, was to prevent was to prevent um the the, the a communist vietnam state from being successful sure i think um, you're just trying to like rational actor this and i don't agree with that i think that's where it's anyway stuffing in my craw um so it, this, this is to establish the theme of um uh uh um 
Fluttershy's uh, over overalling mercy, uh, yeah, or magnifying the problem and prolonging the war, um, and like her extreme naivete as well. But backed by a full sixth of the government's resources, uh, so that that's that's the 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 the, the morb is that uh, that one time Applesnack almost died, and then uh, uh, wished that he had because he got to fight the same battle twice. So we, we enter Vault Tech and uh, we're we're introduced to um, uh, Pyrelight, the, the the Bellfire Phoenix stays outside. Uh, we find out that they they accidentally broke the the automated tour uh, system uh, when trying to turn off the um, ghastly spectral holographic image of um, Apple Bloom mm-hmm. uh, that would appear on a on a central terminal in the middle of the uh, the lobby uh, every time somebody walked through the door. Um, but instead they just wound up like in, they, they, they managed to turn off the hologram, but in exchange, they broke the, the interface with the, uh, uh, with, with the automated tour. So now it always plays at maximum volume every time somebody, <laughs> uh, at least somebody new enters the building. And so we, we get a, uh, prolonged, uh, insight into, um, what Sabletep was advertising itself as. Mm-hmm. Uh, how it was selling itself. Uh, we get a little bit of a hint that uh, that, that one um, uh, Steel Ranger uh, pony uh, who first introduced us the idea of uh, the split loyalties uh, between their current uh, elder, Knight Blueberry Saber, uh, and uh, Steel Hooves, uh, died earlier in that previous chapter in a firefight with slavers, and that uh, the rest of them are, are not forthcoming over where their true loyalties lie. Mm-hmm. And Pip accidentally like touches that nerve with one of them, specifically a a uh, uh, night poppy seed. K Cat was clearly having a lot of fun with uh, cute horse names, mm-hmm. um, who who are also knights of steel. Really does seem like stable two was the only stable design to succeed. Yeah, uh, not only because it was the only one that like didn't have anything like fucking with it. it was the only one that had the like it was the closest implementation to what this building promises mm-hmm. uh and even then it failed like uh that that uh, uh apparently um it was supposed to have a day night cycle uh mm-hmm. with 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 soft uh illumination uh at at night uh and uh fully simulated sunlight uh everywhere in the building during the day well, it turns out the fully simulated sunlight was reserved for the orchard. Um, and the um, uh, soft glow of the nightlight was uh, an eternally buzzing fluorescent. And uh, the, 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 uh, uh, dis- the, the display sample of the size, the expected size of an orchard was a fraction of the size of Stable 2's orchard. Leaving little Pip to wonder how many of these uh, ex- the the secondary experimental stables, the the derivative stables, just flat starved to death, not being able to like compensate for any kind of population growth at all. Uh, we get a little insight into uh, just how familiar Calamity is with uh, magical machining. Uh, his uh, his his intimate knowledge of uh, of how well um, Spitfire's Thunder, his his fancy new gun works exactly um and making uh steel hooves and some other uh 
Steel Ranger is uncomfortable with him, like, making deducted, uh, deductions about how their armor works based on watching them train in it as as we're walking through. Like, the like mm-hmm. new recruits, wherever those came from, are, are being, uh, uh, I guess, blooded <laughs> or being broken in. Um, yeah. Taught how to taught how to function uh, in their in their fancy suits. Um, Calamity uh, uh, in amongst this complains that like asks like if if there's any time, you, you mind if I make use of uh, one of your shooting ranges? Why? Well, you see, my super fancy gun is enormously fancy, and it basically it's it's so fancy it's basically a, a magical energy weapon that happens to shoot bullets. A double entendre is had at his, at, at, at his expense. Uh, do you and your gun need some time alone? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. That just that's just what I said. <laughs> oh, calamity. Um. Uh. But yeah, the 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 uh, unintentional man- <laughs> the, the unintentionally mandatory tour uh, goes on for a while in the text. Um. Calamity's conclusion is like, no wonder you two were the way you are. <laughs> That's how you grew up. Those are really pot and kettle kind of situations. <laughs> <laughs> well, la dee da, Mr. Sky Fascist. <laughs> uh, Pip didn't have an urge to, to retort with that. <laughs> she, she only had a small squeak. Oh, the AU where she did. Yes. Uh, Calamity almost certainly would have copped to it. Well, you know, well, fair point. <laughs> so we finally get uh, to uh, Blueberry Saber's, Saber's office. Uh, Little Pip listens to another uh, vile uh, sermon. It seems like Red Eye is implying to be a ghoul here because he talks about his idyllic childhood. Uh, carefree, carefree childhood. It sounds beautiful, doesn't it? A time of peace and joy that I can return to in my mind. The end of the day, after the equestrian wasteland has thrown at me the worst of its horrors and despair. Is that what your own children enjoy? Implying that, like, his childhood was not in the wasteland? Like, like how long has it been since since any child, like, has had, like, a, a, a carefree and safe, like, upbringing? Yeah. Implying that, like... Is 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 he either like is he claiming to be ancient or I, I think he's just lying. But yeah, you can't tell. Either either he is either he's spinning a yarn or maybe a ghoul. Uh only time will tell. I'm guessing like I don't know, I'm kind of sadly guessing ghoul, uh, because it would kind of explain why Somber like insists on having uh two thirds of the cast be ghouls and other immortals. Uh um, yeah. I, I just I just uh uh, without using a future, my future sight, uh, it just kind of feels like he's just kind of like trying to hearken to like a early golden age that doesn't exist. Oh, you know, back in my day, we had we had sunshine, real sunshine, as if somehow he could fix this the cloud wall, like you know. Yeah. Uh, join me and the um. goddess, and we can break the cloud curtain somehow. But that's, you know, that's just fascist propaganda. It just, you know, it gives vague solutions to, like, concrete problems. I'm, I'm vaguely reminded of recently finding out that um, after 
Mussolini's march on Rome. Mussolini wasn't there for it. <laughs> Mussolini was hiding out in a bunker several, <laughs> many miles away during the march on Rome. And when he found out through the grapevine that it was successful, he showed up <laughs> and uh, uh, marched uh, in uniform uh, to the, the, the king of Italy and said, <clears throat> Forgive me for my lateness, but I return from the battlefield. Meanwhile, the king of Italy, like was sitting there, sitting there deeply confused because he'd specifically ordered for there not to be a battle. For, for, for no one to fire on the fascists. So that seemed like a very strange claim. <laughs> so eventually Little Pip is, is called into the office where only uh, Elder Blueberry Saber and uh, Steel Hooves. Elder Blueberry Saber is the first Steel Ranger she has uh, seen not wearing the signature armor. Instead uh, wearing black robes. Uh, and she's alone in here with the two of them. And uh, uh, Steel Hooves uh, asked her to, to look inside of a, of a black memory orb uh, while uh, Elder Blueberry uh, smiles hideously mm-hmm. uh, at the prospect. And uh, despite her better judgment and, and bad, bad vibes <laughs> about what this one, like, fight, like, like the, the question sort of, like, passes through her mind. If I do this, will I, uh, will I wake up? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, in for a penny, in for a pound, donk. Basically. <laughs> sweet, sweet morb. Uh, and so it's a, a secret conversation between Applejack and uh, um, where Rarity reveals that she has uh, uh, in her possession a zebra necronomicon. Yes, the black book. The black book. Uh, and reveals that, uh, look, it turns out I've discovered that you can shave off a part of a horse's soul. Not a, any, and not a significant large por- portion that they'd miss it or anything. You can shave off a little bit of a, <laughs> of a horse's soul and, and, and uh, use it to create a, uh, what's known as a soul jaw. Now, 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 don't. Calm down, calm down. The, the, the name is very, uh, very misleading. It doesn't have to be a jaw at all. <laughs> I'm a necromancer, darling. <laughs> Um, and yes, well, among other things, a a soul jaw, as they're called. Because, as as I said, it's a misleading name. It doesn't have to be a jaw. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be all sorts of things. Uh, it's it's virtually indestructible, dear. Uh, So much so, uh, that we don't even have to rely on your, 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 your hideous armors at all. We can, we can, we can dress our warriors in beautiful gowns. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, of course, his priority. (laughs) And there's more, and Applejack says, and I don't care. Shut the fuck up right now. But, but, what? No. No, we're not going to chip the souls of our fellow horse. Did, are you are you really convinced that there's there would be no price to doing this? If that was the case, how are we able to hit hurt the enemy? <laughs> like if this was a good idea, don't you think that they would be doing it? Oh, oh well. If if you put it that way, darling. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Uh, Rarity seems to be mollified by, by this point. <laughs> uh, Rarity is owned with facts and logic and, like, seems, is, is, is currently appeasing Blackjack with, yes, uh, 
I will have to stop indulging in that, that <laughs> terrible book. The idea. I'll just put it here with the rest of my books. <laughs> Along with my dark robe and my skulls. Um, yeah, I yeah, I do like that it's like, industrializing necromancy's probably a step far too far. She does make a, like a point that like I, I, I'm curious to see how, if and how it's further explored in this text. Because Sombra surely never did. <laughs> Definitely never did. What? The, 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 the soul jars, like, might just be b- bad. <laughs> like, there's 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 something innate to to this, this magical technology that's so bad that the zebras aren't using it for a reason. And I'm curious, like... I mean, it, it did. It, it, it definitely did. That, that's, that's what all the, like, Eater of Soul stuff is in PH. That, that all stems from the book. But there's, like, no... Anyway. No, I know. In it's PH bad. Is, like, it's bad. And just saying, like, it definitely does. It's just, it's bad. Well, I'm, I'm curious. Like, I'm curious what the actual, like... What a talent... What, what, what a writer like K-Cat has to say going forward about, like... The whys and hows of its badness, mm-hmm. um, because all that all Somber tells us about the badness of it is, well, it's, it's d- d- the devil. Yeah. It's what the devil do, and so it makes the d- devil happy, and that that why bad, yeah. um, because we certainly never see any consequences. Like it happens to Blackjack's bones, and it's the, one of the best things that ever happened to her. Like it's yeah. fine. <laughs> So, like, I, I want to see what the actual, like, material, like, consequences of uh, of it, like, turn out to be. Uh, again, in the hands of uh, a writer as good as K-Cat. But, yeah, um, so uh, they they ultimately agree that, like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're, we're not going to, like, perform soul surgery on our, our soldiers to make them, what, safer? And also, you know, besides the point, like, yeah, okay, we're going to preserve their bodies against all harm. Like, what about, like, their essential self? Like, what's what's even the point? So, uh, Blackjack wakes up. You said Blackjack. Two of them are still staring at him. You said Blackjack. <laughs> Little Pip wakes up. She's still alive. She hasn't been dissected or anything at all. And she's she's reeling. She's, like, trying to, like parse out all the implications of uh, of what she just observed. Because there's there's something else, there's a bunch of other things that don't quite add up. Uh, like, for example, the strangeness of her host's body. There's something, yeah, there's something off there and, like, a few other things. And so she's trying to put it together. And then the her two hosts ask, you know, so what did you see? And uh, Pip is a little standoffish and answers cautiously. It was a long conversation about several things. <laughs> Most of them trivial. What specifically were you looking for? And Elder Blueberry speaks up. Uh, tell him! Tell him this memory proves the values of the Ministry Mayor. We're so... He so stubbornly clings to our fiction! This memory proves that she didn't really care about the lives of the soldiers, only about advancing her own designs. And when some other pony came up with a much... Much better armor design. She made sure it never saw the light of day. Uh, and that's when Pip shot Blueberry Saber three times in the in the dome. In instead of instead of immediately murdering Blueberry Saber, takes takes a, a blinks a couple times, counts to ten, <laughs> and uh, responds. How about I tell you what I didn't see in the memory, which would be my host. 
the person who had the memory, who was a zebra. Bum, bum, bum. A zebra spy. And then this is the point where uh, uh, she uh, uh, pulls out that recording that we got all the way back at the recruitment center at Shatter uh, Hoof uh, at the Shatter Hoof facility. Um, the one where uh, someone uh, discovers that uh, invisibility fetish spells were a product of the Ministry of Magic, even though they are no a, a known zebra weapon. Meaning somebody at the ministry is leaking this te it, leaking technology to the zebras, um, and this is a they a a revelation uh, sufficient to uh, dispel the previous conversation entirely. <laughs> Quite the magic trick she pulled there. Beca because otherwise it would have resulted in her death. Because the rest of the <laughs> steel hooves probably wouldn't have let her walk out of the building after she had uh, shot. Blueberry Saber the number of times that uh, I have little doubt uh, Little Pip desperately. And so we find out for certain uh, that this Blueberry Saber character, uh, bad time, bad person. I feel like I should explain uh, that all the Steel Rangers are Earth Ponies, because otherwise this scene makes no sense uh, about the Memory Orb stuff, because it, they're, you need a unicorn to be able to, like, view them. I just thought about that. It, it seems that Blueberry Saber had some kind of second-hand knowledge of the contents of the orb. Yeah. And and I guess that the whole point of this exercise was like, well, Steel Hooves, you trust this tribal unicorn very well. Then I will have them relay the information in the orb to you. Mm-hmm. If you are so, you know, stubborn as to not believe uh, me, let's... Then perhaps you'll believe your little pet. And, uh... Well, actually, along those lines, I wonder if, if this is gonna come up later. Might. Could. If, if Steel Hooves, like, asks for further details on, on the morb. Because we've established that, like, Pip is pulling from uh, Steel Hooves' specific playbook. Mm -hmm. uh, when the truth is uncomfortable, talk about something else. Um... So he'd probably recognize it. So we get to, uh, um, Blueberry Saber, uh, uh, assuring Pip that no form of traditional attack could possibly succeed on Red Eye. He's surrounded by griffins and those, uh, hideous, uh, death angels. Um, the, the, uh, those, those, uh, mutant alicorns. Uh, and so, like, any, any team that goes in there, uh, armed will be blown away. But we can um, do uh, a um, an A-team template episode where we sneak you in there as a prisoner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we can arrange it for you to be enslaved <laughs> and, and moved into the slave camps. Yeah, it's time to do the pit DLC. Yay. <laughs> and then from there, like, just, I, I don't know. You're some kind of weird goblin juggernaut. Like... <laughs> work something out it, it wouldn't be hard for you to, to hide your your pit buck like we can just wrap it in some rags and they'll never bother to check and so with you know an omni hacking tool like uh yeah. you, you'll probably ought to figure out something a fucking terrible plan all of her friends agree this is the worst plan but uh pip is on board like, uh, this is... it's, well, it's one of those all right it's like, this is a terrible plan this is also the only plan like philadelphia is a fortress They've got alicorns and griffins with machine rifles. It's also amusing that, like, they they know not to even bother with the line of argument, could we just not? Yeah. 
<laughs> if this is the only plan and it is this bad, how about we just not? Yeah. How about we just not do this? Yeah, but it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, but then Red Eye would still be there. <laughs> and I'd be here. But, but Pip, it's not gonna... But Red Eye would still be there. And I would be here, knowing that he is there, so... <laughs> and I have all of these perfectly good bullets. <laughs> but you're leaving the bullets behind, Pip! You, you're a lunatic! And she finally, like, manages to convince everybody um, to, like... Again, side characters are capable of their own volition and accomplishing tasks outside of uh, the protagonist's line of sight. <laughs> because ultimately she talks everybody into letting her do this. Uh, because, like, look, okay, I have two choices of, of things I can slot into my pit buck. I can either take this south buck or I can take this broadcaster. What good is the broadcaster going to be? Uh, uh, gonna be If you take that uh, comms tower... <laughs> <laughs> that belongs to the grid that DJ Palm 3 is using. I'll be able to get through to you. Uh, and so and so the entire supporting cast resolves to uh, go undertake that side quest for a little pip. Yeah, we're getting to the part, but, by the way, that made uh, Somber so mad they conceived of um, Project Horizons, by the way. That's coming up soon. I, I expect that in turn to 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 make me mad i i'm very mm. well we're getting to philadelphia like which is considered you know like one of the darkest parts of the story obviously because it's like yeah because it's the heart of yeah, darkness it's, it's hell pit it's, yeah it's the it's the, the lion's den it's it is the deep into enemy territory it is their it is their stronghold so of course it's going to be one of the darkest parts of the story also a, a good portion of the most recent slave captures are apparently raiders i guess pip is about to encounter like Enemies on both, like, completely feral, chained, like, uh, lunatics, um, and fascist yeah. slave drivers. Yeah, fascist organized slave drivers, and killer god mutants, and highly trained mercenaries. Like, it's... And she's going in unarmed, yep. <laughs> with not but her pit block. They don't stand a chance. Armed <laughs> <And> the... <laughs> with her pit block, the will to shoot fascists. Yep. Uh, also like un unbelievably potent levitation yes i actually have a hard time imagining like any any one or even any group of horses like i imagine like I i'm curious as to what's going to happen because like what what single person threat could could approach little pip that wouldn't just like find themselves uh, slowly and inexorably hovering up into the sun. <laughs> we'll just have to see. Philadelphia's a um, part of the story, and I'm really looking forward to getting there. It's the fireworks factory. We're finally getting to the fireworks factory. <laughs> it's gotten some good good buildup. Like, it's... it's uh, Yeah, no, it's been teased for a very long time. And we've been slowly like, this Basically is, this is how you build up a set piece. This is how you build up a set piece. Yeah, like, <laughs> having flashbacks, <laughs> having flashbacks to the first half of our podcast, where like, oh, here's a new new place. Like, um, here's a new place. It's very important. I promise you. Here's here's chapter upon chapter explaining why it's very important uh, now and has always been important. I I feel like Thunderhead is kind of the joke of the podcast because it's like a bad version of this, where it's like. 
we spend an entire book building it up and then we get there and it's the stupidest thing in the whole world. <laughs> like, I really cannot get over the fact that Thunderhead had more po more people in its population everywhere that has ever existed in the setting. Ever. <laughs> there are thousands of people up in the sky. Uh, before the chapter closes out, um, we we find out through through conversation, like no, like it, it, the rest of the party is scrambling to figure out who who we can send along with little Pip. Like, why are we sending little? She's just a tiny baby. Like, why? Why are we sending little Pip in alone and unarmed? She might be a gun baby, but she's still a baby. And you're talking, and you're also taking away your guns to do this. She's just baby. <laughs> Steel Goose, for God's sakes, like, you're a ghoul. Like, they, they enslave ghouls, right? Like, you go in with her. Can't. What? Just take off your armor. Can't. And Calamity, like, takes us. Oh, you're one of... You're one of those ghouls. And this is where we establish that there's more than one flavor of ghoul. And, uh, Steel Hooves is a specific kind known as a canterlot ghoul. We learn a lot about um, them in Project Horizon, so, you know. Or like they come up a lot. So they come, yeah, they come up a lot. But um, I'm curious to see what they what they're actually like. Yeah. <laughs> because it's increasingly obvious. You get like Sabra didn't read this, so like yeah. whatever is in here doesn't necessarily have any any meaningful impact on what the fuck happened in Project Horizons. Um, but so we were explained the the pink cloud. Yes. Um, that like pink cloud uh, is horrifying. Either either. Uh, Poisons things to death, or if you're only exposed to a little bit of it, uh, fuses you with whatever, whatever you were in contact with at the time. Yeah, your, your chemical makeup gets a little gooey, and anything you're touching is now becomes part of you. It's unpleasant. It's genuinely one of the most nightmarish parts of this entire setting. Um, we also find out that uh, the closing of the sky was was uh, the uh, an even bigger insult <laughs> to to life on the surface than than we could have imagined. That because of the uh, storm that created, uh, it they uh, they put the final bullets into the the princesses uh, Luna and Celestia. Um, that those goddamn sky fascists killed God in in their cowardice because the the princesses could have dropped the the bubble that they 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 were keeping up and trapping them inside with with all of that poison if not for the storm yeah because uh because canterlot was like covered in a giant shield and then like the pink cloud like yeah if they let go of that the pink cloud would have just went everywhere because of how weather patterns work uh how weather patterns work specifically in the event the sky suddenly seals up so yeah uh the uh the the zebras contrived to uh attack simultaneously with uh releasing uh, releasing this 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 uh, hideous gas mega spell in addition to uh, immediately after uh, starting with a with an aerial bombardment uh, to to get the the um, Celestia and Luna to to raise a, a shield over Cantalot, uh, thus trapping them in with the the mist. And long after the 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 pink fog killed every every horse inside of the bubble, uh, they had to keep it up because at that moment um, the fucking uh, cowardly, useless sky fascists sealed up the sky, uh, causing a windstorm that would have, uh, uh, if the bubble dropped, uh, killed everyone. Absolutely everyone. Basically everywhere. Uh, Pip's ancestors wouldn't have survived to get into the stables, uh, if, uh, if the princesses hadn't maintained, uh, against, 
uh, all pains. Especially like given uh, that Canterlot is up in the mountains and Ponyville is in a valley. So it would have just went like whoosh over all of it. But yeah, so Canterlot ghouls are like pretty rare. Uh, they're a lot hardier than regular ghouls uh, for whatever reason. And uh, but in Steel Who's case, uh, the suit don't come off because it's part of him. Yep, he he is the suit. Yeah. Uh, all all the more making him all the more hilariously the Steel Ranger. Yes. There's there's no more Steel Ranger. <laughs> yes. Him and the armor are one and the same. Uh, on top of it being prototype armor. Uh, and it's no wonder that um, he wasn't easily recognizable as a figure of his like stature and legend at first glance because they were expecting the the most modern, uh, the most advanced, mm-hmm. uh, uh, high-ranking armor uh, when his is appears on, on at, at face value to be literally the most baseline possible. Yeah. Clunky, old, ancient, big aesthetic. Should draw steel hooves sometime. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you, we both know that you are. <laughs> like that. So little Pip is 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 just shaken in her faith that like oh that God's dead, huh? Mm. Heck. <laughs> and so before before launching Operation Certain Death, <laughs> uh, absolute absolute numb brain suicide. <laughs> Um, Steel Hooves, uh, insists, um, that Pip, uh, indulge in the last of his four, um, safety deposit box memory orbs. Mm-hmm. Assured that this one, yeah, was, was mild as compared to, mm-hmm. uh, all the, all the other previous reveals. Uh, and he was wrong! I mean, I guess it's mild comparatively, but, um, Rainbow Dash and Applejack arguing over, like, what the fuck do you mean you sold your farm? Uh, like, I'm getting government, like, the Ministry of Awesome is getting government funds to put up 50 towers as tall as the clouds. And you, you know, like, you have to sell your, like, family property, like, the entirety of Sweet Apple Acres to, like, build a suit of armor? And Applejack explains that, no, she, it's because she's hands-off with the operations of her ministry. Like, they're... Mm-hmm. They're they're for profit companies like they, it's it's a private public par- partnership. Rainbow Dash knows. I've been thinking they may maybe be getting too successful, and Applejack is just pleased as much about that. No, no, seriously, I I don't like I don't mean that in a good way. Like I don't recognize Equestria anymore because like Rainbow Dash seems to be having a hard time articulating it. But like Applejack's ministry is ter- is is basically what turns in- Equestria into the capitalist hellscape <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, of of the wartime setting. Yep. I don't know. I've, I definitely um, like that all the ministries kind of have their own specific way that they like turned Equestria into like a weird, unrecognizable nightmare. Um, because of like Applejack's like. Um, right libertarian, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, uh, sort of like her, like stubborn, her stubborn refusal to do anything besides laissez faire built like capitalism. Yeah, <laughs> I'm an Ayn Rand protagonist. <laughs> oh, that sucks. It's a Dabney, yeah. <clears throat> Dabney Taggart or whatever the fucking uh character from from the that book is. Um, so yeah, like she just she, she just poured government uh funds like. Hand over fist into into all of these private companies, which in turn in turn leveraged them to uh, turn that money into even more private pro- profits. Yeah, 
They just hoover that up like a mosquito. Just, oh, man, I got to get more of this. And so it ends with, uh... oh, wait a minute, you're double. I don't notice that you, you, okay, you sold your family farm to your little sister? And, like, so that seems to almost be a bright spot. Okay, so you're just, it seems like a weird way of, like, because, like, it, Apple Bloom is, is the head of, of Stable Tech. So she sold the family farm to Stable Tech, which in turn is under her own ministry and thus receiving government funds in the first place. So she had to basically, like, again, pure, like, pure ideology <laughs> she she couldn't she couldn't for some reason bring herself to use government funds to fund this project instead she had to get funds from private capital which in turn is built on government funds yeah funky like where did stable tech get the money to buy uh her her family farm well all the government funds that were poured into it from your own ministry uh <laughs> Uh, and in turn, like, and this is, this is still a bad thing. And Applejack is rightfully broken up about it because she fully expects, um, uh, Apple Bloom to build a mall on top of it. <laughs> like she, she is genuinely worried that she's going to kick, uh, 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 granny, uh, herself and granny Smith off of the property. And, uh, Apple Bloom assures her, no, no, I'm just, you know, you just need to move some of the trees. Because we're building a stable under it. Dum dum dum. Dum dum dum. That was stable too. So yeah, that was that was this week's chapter. So a lot of like uh, like coming attractions kind of uh, chapters. Yeah. Uh, a lot of th- this chapter, like the last couple of chapters, have kind of been like this thing where it's like it's a lot of like setup, I guess, for like uh, getting into like kind of the next uh, big thing after dealing with Manhattan and all that stuff. Like we spent a lot of time in Manhattan. You know, after learning what the kind of like actual goal of 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 the story, I guess, is of getting the like elements of harmony. Pip's, I guess, like current mindset is like, all right, well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to fix the wasteland, but first of first of all, I'm gonna have to shoot a whole lot of fascists, uh, so that we can clear out the space. <laughs> so we're getting to, I guess, we're we're you know into the into the belly of the beast, uh, soon. And uh, so it's a lot of like setup for that, which, you know, I think is, is necessary. It's good to have like interstitial material that kind of stitches all this stuff together. Um, otherwise, arcs end up feeling kind of like very like start and stop jarring. You know what I can't get out of my head right now? What's that? Metal Gear Solid. But what if what if Snow- Solid Snake was a tiny lesbian? Uh, that's how you improve most media. What if this character was instead a tiny lesbian? Like a like a five foot nothing lesbian with a pixie cut. Yep. And freckles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my favorite thing. Because that's the only thing. Like like the the only way this plan makes any sense is if like the the setting like like that everybody is fairly well convinced. I mean, yeah, that does like. Like it seems unlikely, but if 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 any like tiny tiny freckled lesbian uh, can go in there with nothing but rags and a, and a hacking and a laptop and and, and and kill Hitler, it's probably this one. I mean, yeah, I, I keep saying like it's just it's Wolfenstein, but instead of a like six foot seven gorilla, it's just a like tiny baby instead. Um, <laughs> Jump four, all, all, all things considered. 
Like if if the story were a little bit more hyperbolic, then like I I get I like there there might be a line in here of like, well, what do I need my guns for? They've got plenty of guns in there, don't they? <laughs> I'll just use those. Yeah, little Pip is a little bit more grounded than that. She's a little bit less <laughs> insane than that. Um, but yeah, like she's not quite like the the fact that like Blackjack kind of just did that shit all the time. And then complained about it and whined that it was impossible and like yeah, like that's another difference is the you know, like little Pip has a is definitely has a can do attitude. Well, also, just the 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 actions and writing is good enough that you can like you can trust the character. It's like oh yeah, she's gonna go do an impossible thing, but like I believe she can because she's proven in the past to do a bunch of unthinkable things, and she she always you know whether worse for wear she still does it. Where with Blackjack, it's just like, I just don't give a shit. Like, I just, I don't care yeah. about the main character's success. Uh, which is something we've definitely said multiple times, but I just, I just, I, Little Pip is fun to watch succeed because it's, the, the writing is good enough to execute a very basic protagonist, uh, which is something that PH can never really accomplish. It always ends up being like sand or like, I feel like I always have to like justify things that happen in or like recontextualize but yeah um i think that's the end of our chapter though uh if you want to contact us we have a not safe work twitter account that is uh at thou art fi twitter.com or you can uh reach out to me uh at weirdington e twitter.com you can email us at weirdington esq at gmail.com uh fine mm-hmm How's you doing? Doing pretty good. How's you doing? Fine. I'm looking re- like I'm looking really forward. I, that sentence doesn't make any sense, but fuck it. I'm looking forward to the Philadelphia arc uh, and and how we go forwards. But most of all, I'm having a great time doing this, and I'm glad to be doing it with you, buddy. You know what? I think I'll have to take it. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.